you know. You're not even waiting for Chris. This is K12 Tech Talk. K12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K12 Techs for K12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K12 Tech Talk podcast. I am Josh. With me, as always, or when he isn't picking up his kids or dealing with his dog, is Chris. And, of course, our honorary member from the East Coast, Mark. How are you guys doing tonight? Honorary? Well, what? I mean, member, whatever. <laughs> Honor- I'm trying to spice it up, Mark. Jeez. <laughs> that was the wrong kind of spice. I thought this was Mark's thing. part of the team. My, Mark is, yeah. Right. Okay. I have a fat head. <laughs> well, guys, so I, uh... do I. I don't. Well, I can't find a hat that fits. I'll make myself a sandwich. Chris is eating dinner while we're ta- doing the pod. So tonight, for those listening, the nightly bourbon or the weekly bourbon update. I have uh, a glass of Buffalo Trace Finest Weller uh, Special Reserve. Honestly, I'm doing the. Uh, you're interested. No one is not. <laughs> did, did Jeremy send you soft tacos? Yeah. No, he didn't. But this no. is what we're down to, boys. Flour tortilla. Man. So we had. <laughs> By the way, Chris had to read the label. Yeah, he did. Uh, he didn't know what he was holding. I don't it know had a brand doing. name I couldn't say well. So I and he, he has unwrapped the cheese right now. Yeah, string cheese. Flour tortilla with the uh, Swiss cheese. Now, I've never. That's not Swiss cheese. That is string cheese. String cheese. Um, have you ever put. With mozzarella. Live put, from a college dorm room. Yeah, I put uh, peanut butter and honey on tortillas and roll them up. Ooh, those are good. Those now are going good. with the uh, lunch mate hard salami. Oh my gosh! Okay, so Food Network. This is now a food <laughs> podcast, not not a K twelve and the uh, Doritos Cool Ranch podcast. Man, Jeremy sent you a box. Man, did you rob an eighth grader? On the and way home yeah. from school, <laughs> and a giant jug, <laughs> three quarters of a three quarter empty gallon jug of iced tea. Chris, you'd think you were a bachelor if we didn't know better. Yeah, is your wife out of town? Does she know you're She's drinking? Not here, guys. That's why you're oh. drinking iced tea from a plastic jug with string cheese and flour straight, tortillas straight out of the jug. Okay, so <laughs> here we are again. It is midweek. We are now into it's been that uh, kind of week, boys. It has been a week. It, we are now into October. Um, I keep waiting for the calm down, but it's uh, it doesn't seem to be happening. Today, I spent two and a half hours on buses troubleshooting bus camera problems, and it's warmer for whatever reason. It's warm here right now, and I I was a sweaty pig and had to conduct interviews when I got back. So, yeah. It was a great day today. It's weird though. Um, thing called the internet, Josh, and like people, like you can look at the weather. It's not like I wore flannel. You weren't sweaty. You weren't no. sweaters. No, it's not like I wore flannel pants or lined khakis today. I wore I wore what I always wear: a polo shirt and khaki pants. Chris, the internet... you can you can anticipate the weather. Yeah, but Chris, the internet also has this thing where you can order 
food <laughs> to Touché. be sent Touché. to your house Touché. no i've been wearing the long sleeves that i hate it i love wearing long sleeve i've been wearing long sleeve it's cold in the morning and then it hits you when you walk out yeah <clears throat> it was definitely warm well speaking of october it is Cybersecurity awareness month it is are you guys Hello. doing anything chris you always wait till november don't you i do november <laughs> security awareness month chris is always a little late i October hits. And what is it? It's the sixth. And I'm like, oh crap, it's, the... it's Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Yeah. I should plan that. <laughs> and then I do November. You're really not aware of what month it is. Mark, are you are you celebrating? Have you gone to dinner or had any special cakes made? Uh no, celebrating, but we are acknowledging it and and <clears throat> sending out communications and messages and raising awareness to our community and talk about all the importance of multi-factor authentication. So you're doing a big push for MFA? Uh, yeah, a few different things that we're doing a big push on, but a lot of it is awareness. And uh, I think we're taking advantage of the, I hate to say taking advantage of, but the, the recent news about the, uh, the Russian, the pro-Russian uh, group Killnet, we're really <clears throat> taking advantage of that and advertising the importance of it and, and letting people know how serious of a situation this is. I think people still think it's very foreign Yes, I mean, it is technically it is foreign, but they don't think it's really close to home. And so we're really trying to to emphasize that point. So, yeah, Killnet that came out, what, Friday or Monday this week? Uh, it was I think earlier I, this week, wasn't it? Yeah, I learned or was about it, it yesterday. Tuesday. No, it was. Oh, it was yes. No, it was yesterday. Yeah. yeah so boy, Wednesday boy. of this week is when uh, when Killnet news started to to make waves and couple of confidential alerts from different intelligence agencies and then it hit the mainstream media yeah uh, cnn you you said cnn was covering it i saw it all over twitter this morning yeah i I took mark as a cnn watcher well he's probably a cnn correspondent (laughs) if i had to guess you've have you been have you are you a uh what do they call that like a subject matter expert interview on cnn before Mm mm-hmm uh, are we going there? Are we are we are we discussing the differences of CNN and and? No, I'm. I just figured that Josh is like PBS. You're you're, <laughs> you're a big school. I figured you you would be on the quick dial list of pretty much any major news organization for an interview. No, that would be kind of fun. But no, no, they don't. They don't think to call me. Well, they should. But they should call the K twelve Tech Talk podcast. Right. Like That's what I'm saying. Media. Between between your school and the podcast, you yeah, would... I think the I think the three of us could be a good talking head. Should there be? <clears throat> oh, it'd be a disaster. Um, so yeah, tell tell us what's going on. It's it's a pro Russian hacker group, right? And they came yeah. out with like a hit list of organizations. Yeah. So this organization called Killnet was established in March of this year. Uh, pro Russian, not necessarily related to the Russian government, uh, although there are rumors of a connection, started in March of this year, um, shortly after the uh, the invasion of, of uh, Ukraine. Uh, but what's really uh, unique about this group is they've grown in size exponentially since they were established. And so they have kind of migrated or, or merged a, a number of different hacking groups, pro-Russian hacking groups into one. So they have an incredible strength. Uh, and earlier this week, they released a kind of a hit list uh, of the different state websites that they're going to attack. 
I don't, I actually don't know if it was kind of a call for others to attack it or it was just like, here's what we were going to attack. Maybe a little bit of both. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of the way I took it. It almost like a distributed botnet attack of, you know, like a call to arms. Like, hey, we're going to yeah. do this. You guys join in. Yeah. Yep. And, and so it was, you know, stayed over a 72 hour period. And as of, as of this recording, we're about halfway through that kind of 72 hour period. And they have been successful with a few of the websites that they called out. Uh, I think I've seen about four different states have have seen well, yeah. substantial disruptions to mm-hmm. their their sites, and and a few more have been uh, impacted, but maybe not uh, gone offline. And, and Killnet has has claimed responsibility for for those as well as a few others. So uh, they they made a list and they actually followed through. Uh, so it's a little bit of a scary thing to see right now. And Josh, well, I-, I was really surprised by. I expected to see your school district on there because you've said some terrible things about Russia before. <laughs> uh, I know they've they've poked our freezers before. I mean, that, that's been a legitimate thing. Um, no, I think I was texting you guys last night. I was reading some articles and there were like part of Kansas uh, state websites were down. Missouri, part mm-hmm. of Missouri's state websites were down. Uh, oh, here it is. Missouri, Kentucky, Connecticut were all down. Part of um colorado.gov was down so they they seem to be succeeding in some of their attacks so the question would be is if that's going to kind of bleed over into k-12 um and you know like i said they i know they've poked our freezers before they've they've done some scanning of our freezers um so it'll be interesting to see how low they go on the totem pole i would i would assume that school districts are pretty low um but i mean you never know uh, and then kind of also in that news this week, the, the, uh, oh, what was the name of the ransomware group that hit L- Vice Society? They released some of LA's, uh, the data that they were able to exfiltrate from LA. But as Mark quickly points out when we talk about this offline in our text group, um, it really wasn't that much data. What, what was it like 500 gig worth of data? Yeah, it was about 500 gigs. Um, and I, it looks like the uh, the superintendent on Saturday of LAUSD had said, okay, we are not paying the ransom, kind of stated publicly. And then the next day, Sunday, uh, the the group by society did release the data. So 500 gigs. Right now, I've only seen speculation as to what that data is based on file names. I, I think most of the journalists are afraid to actually download it and, sure. and download stolen, stolen data. Uh, so a lot of it is just kind of speculation, but it does look like there is quite a lot of confidential information, but um, I'm, I've heard mixed reviews as to, you know, it could be worse or could have been worse. Uh, so not quite sure what has been released, but yes, Vice Society did release all of the LUSD data that they had stolen. I, I think, I, I do agree with you, Mark, that really 500 gig really is not a lot of data when you when you think about it. That's, you know, they make USB drives that that would fit on. So just in a, just a bit depends on what it, what it is i mean a text file with a bunch of good stuff right is it gonna, yeah it's not gonna, it's yeah. not gonna be 500 gig it's gonna be minimal yeah so okay so there's there's two other things that have happened this week that i know of that kind of go into this um there was a release i we chris you and i heard rumors of this yesterday um yep. that grain valley school district over by kansas city um was hit with some something and they were experiencing a pretty massive outage. Uh, story was that it kind of started last week and was continuing into this week. 
And then today there was a, a published article out of a TV station out of Kansas City that indeed it it they do have an outage happening. They took down their sis. Uh, the, they interview. They start the article or the story off with an interview with a student, and the student <laughs> and the student was complaining how they couldn't print. Um, which I, I just ah I, Russia. Right. I find that I find that funny. Um, but it's it, I that's mean, a it, riot. But it's hilarious. I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. So <laughs> that you kind of you have to assume that that's. Again, another, I don't know if it's state-backed or definitely another foreign entity doing that. Um, so, yeah, pour one out for Grain Valley because uh, they're probably going through hell right now. Maybe, maybe. Uh, it's that same thing, though. I mean, we talk about KillNet, which has like that, it's got that cool movie sounding name. Like, I mean, hacker groups and their names, they can be pretty clever. And you, you kind of like, it's kind of celebrity. Like, you hear this group and what they're oh, doing. Sure. You know, there's a thing called DDoS. Now you got middle school kids looking up how to do DDoS attacks. So, like. I, it's just all around bad. You hear about ransomware. Is there money in ransomware? Yes, yeah, schools are paying out. So you get pumped up about LA saying that they're going to refuse to pay because why give the bad guy money? But then bad things happen uh, as a result. It's just a bad, it's a bad deal no matter what size of school district you are, what you're going through, whether right. it's blocked printer access or <clears throat> whatever. So we, we also kind of received an anonymous email this week um, from a from a school district saying that they had a number of students that were re receiving letters from the IRS that someone had attempted to file uh, tax returns on their behalf. Okay. And um, it was enough students in the community. And this is a pretty small community from what I gathered. I did a, a quick Google search on them. Um, it's a relatively small community in a rural area of a state. And uh, apparently the community members have taken note that there's enough students for the community to kind of draw an assumption that the school district was hacked and that these socials came from the school district. The, the school <laughs> has no indication that anything has happened. Um, they haven't had any sort of demand from any outside organization. They, and like he said, their sis is hosted by a provider. Mm -hmm. So it's not even on site. And in, in, in the state that they're in, he said they have not actively collected social security numbers for the better part of five or six years. So it's, it's a little weird. Um, he did say there's rumors of other school districts in the area experiencing the same thing. So I, I mean, man, it, what, what would you do in that boat? Like you have no indication that anything has happened, but you cannot. Right. I don't think you can operate with the assumption of, Hey man, my stuff's good. We didn't, we haven't been breached for sure. You know, I, I, I don't know what I would do. Obviously you have, con have to contact your cyber security company. You know, most, I think most States, um, I know our state, there was a time when they said, Hey, we no longer want you to collect socials. So there should, that should at least establish some timeline for you. Right. Of, of what your worries should be assuming that when that hit that you did legit quit collecting socials well go ahead mark i had that conversation with another district today why do you collect what what's the purpose of collecting social security numbers i don't that i don't get so schools and i'm gonna i mean missouri stuff so some uh state funding to help you help your kid receive services yeah uh there are particular kids that 
the school helps facilitate them getting set up to receive that funding and that stuff, whatever, to get these services. Okay. And that requires a social. Okay. Um, but but used that, to, we did it in yeah. mass. You did a big old over collection of socials and you put it into a plain text field. That's yeah. So years ago in Missouri, that was their student identifier, right? Before the state came up with their own student identifier. You, you could be right. That's been, I, my, my memory gets bad with that far back, but. So about, what was it? Eight years. It was right after I was hired. Um, the state auditor from Missouri at the time decided mm -hmm. she went to enroll her kids at a public school in, in Jefferson city. And she was asked for her students, social security numbers for her kids, social security numbers. And she kind of yeah, just on a, just on a piece of paper. Yeah. Right, she kind of freaked out. So wow. she started, um, she audited, what was it? Seven or eight school districts randomly in the state of Missouri, one in each region. And, uh, that, dog. that more or less drove the state to make the edict. You will no longer collect social security numbers. So that, that was just recent in Missouri in the last 10 years. So, yeah. And apparently, uh, where did I read this? I was, oh, on LinkedIn. I saw a post on LinkedIn the other day, and, and I actually commented on it. Um, apparently, the state of Texas still uses social security numbers as state IDs for students, and that they are talking about in the early stages about coming up with their own state identifier for student records to stop collecting social. So there are states wow. that are still doing it. And how, I mean, Texas as a border state, but I don't know, we could go down this one, but like, you're going to have a lot of undocumented students who don't have a social security number. Right. So I, I don't know. This is a tangent. I don't think we should go down. No, you're right. But, but anyways, um, yes, the, because the, I, the, the, the conversation is around like collecting unnecessary information and, and exposing yourself to risk and, and well, okay. But, we'll but, but realistically though, Mark, think about it. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, were schools or even states associating that as a risk? You no. know, I, right. Yeah. It, in the last five years, it's really gotten worse. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would be really curious to, to know what other states are still collecting socials for, for student records. It would be interesting. I mean, Higher ed still does, right? I mean, yeah, and I'm going to assume in higher ed you're going to deal, you're going to be dealing a lot with financial aid, FAFSAs, right? You know, there's there's a lot more of a financial transition or trans transaction at, at higher ed than there is in K12. But well, in last summer, one of the major um, student loan companies had a breach. So yeah. I mean, again, nobody's immune to it, but yeah, no, it's pretty yeah. wild. Um, so did you guys have anything fun and exciting happen this week? Oh, shoot. We haven't talked about any sponsors yet. <clears throat> Chris, you want to talk about Rise Vision real quick? Our newest I'd love to talk about Rise. After uh your internet, let's hope your internet stands up better this week and the is have you hey. your, have you did you get your kids off the Barbie app so they don't cut into the podcast this week? That's yet to be determined. But Rise Vision is a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. They are the number one digital signage software solution for K-12 schools. Um, you can check them out, risevision.com. So they do di digital signage, and they specialize it for K-12. Uh, so you're not just getting some digital stuff for 
your TVs, whatever, and you're trying to figure out and make it work for your school, they're going to give you templates. They're going to get give you different things that work for schools because we know that we have communication issues. We're always trying to get the word out more. Uh, I do some after school programs. I'm always sending home pieces of paper and I know it gets trashed up on the bus or whatever. So putting signage up on TVs throughout the halls is a great reminder um, in addition to just trying to communicate stuff at home. So check out Rise Vision because uh, they do some cool stuff. They can hook you up uh, with your digital signage needs. Yeah, I actually you just had a uh, principal. So we did TVs all throughout our elementaries and had a principal that had that was very reluctant, reluctant, re re that word, reluctant, reluctant, reluctant. Reluct, reluct. Am I just, what's wrong with me? You can you can move on. It's OK. I need some Milo. Sweet <laughs> I need to on. smack him to get him out of the skip on the on the record. Anyway, she was hesitant. Why? For did for. She thought it was going to be too much work and burden on the oh. office, on the person that would be updating the slides and stuff. Gotcha. Months later, she pulled us aside to say that she wanted to apologize um, because those TVs, that digital signage has been a hit. The kids love seeing, you know, we'll do student the month stuff and yeah. different accomplishments and, and highlight different uh, kiddos. Uh, and she was very appreciative that we, uh, even though she was resisting, that we stuck with the plan to go ahead and put those things out. Interesting. Yeah, when nice I vision. I was in higher ed for a while and man, the, the stuff that you can do on digital signage and, you know, like menus in the cafeteria and when they would do student tours, they would give they would show the name of the kids that were on the student tour and say, welcome, Josh, to, you know, it like it was a very choreographed thing, mm -hmm. depending on what what building they were in, the sign would display it because they knew how long the tour took and yeah, it was wild awesome. stuff. Um, so yeah, check out, check out rise vision and uh, let them know that you heard about them here because without them, let's face it, Mark, Mark wouldn't be here. Um, well, and we couldn't afford those stickers. Yes. So we bought, we bought some stickers guys. Um, for, for Dan, like Dan's Dan <laughs> is going to a conference. So if you're going, what's the, What's the conference that Dan's going to up in Michigan? Moad uh, or something. Yeah. So, yeah, we bought new stickers for Dan to kind of hand out and throw around as party favors. And and how big were they, Chris? You know, I thought they were like a four by four or five by five inches. Or maybe I saw one by one. I thought that was feet. Um, but it's just one by one <laughs> inches. So it's the size of my thumbnail. It It looked like... <laughs> like a half an inch it did not look like an inch i think you have problems measuring i know uh, i did i've ordered more okay more, one inch ones or did you get appropriate size uh, now i got like five by fives man oh did you get Lord. like one foot by one foot because who knows that, that would have been greater yeah we got and we got this new backdrop from when we go to the Mornet conference um i thought it was gonna be half the size that it is yeah so if you're going to the Mornet conference make sure to find <laughs> Chris and I, while we were it there, it wouldn't fit in my car. I don't think they're going to have a tough time finding the two of you. It's oh, awesome. there's, no, because there will be a line. I, I'm telling you now, there's going to be a line to have. Oh, we need to have head. And then I ordered made. that fat head, and that's smaller than I thought. Yeah, we it's Mark's know. head. Like it's it's. So if you come to the Mornet conference, if you stop at the K12 Tech Talk podcast booth, we have a fat head. It's Mark. And his torso, and if you want to <laughs> take a picture, shoulders, 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 um, and you will be the buffalo 
So it you kind of make a pose, you put Mark on your back. You are is, the buffalo. It is the image from a few weeks ago when a listener from Texas photoshopped my face onto a buffalo. <laughs> and that has become a full-size replica. It's awesome. Yeah. So for you guys, um, for you guys it's awesome. It'll, oh, it's going to be a great. We're going to have a line. <laughs> We're going to have, they're going to have to serve refreshments because the line's going to be so long. People are going to be getting thirsty while they're in line. <laughs> I almost, and again, we need sponsors. I was going to order uh, uh, pictures of Josh that you could sign. Yeah. Like autographs. Yeah. Headshots. Like your, head, your headshot. <laughs> we should do it. Totally. I know Pate would take one. Pate would frame cool. it. We get like a gold Sharpie. Yeah, we could do that. Maybe we just get Sharpies and we can sign laptops. We can sign the back of Chromebooks or something. People, if they have their Chromebooks with them. Oh, my God. Tech directors all over the state are going to hate you guys. Yeah. They're all Why are my people coming back? back? No, these because they know we're joke. These are jokes gone too far. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Until it's too, too far. Um, So we had a really weird smart board problem this week. Uh, we got a call or a ticket that when you hovered the mouse over a scroll bar, the scroll bar would automatically scroll up or down or left or right. And, and the, the teacher was not interacting with their mouse, the scroll feature on the mouse at the time. So my guys looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. The very first thing they thought was there was a problem with the smart board because they found a puncture hole in the smart board and they thought that maybe the, the touch was failing on it. And it was registering touch. So <clears throat> part of the troubleshooting process, they unhooked things and uh, it was still doing it with, with just the keyboard and mouse. And it was disconnected from the uh, the smart board. So the next thing they did is they replaced the keyboard and mouse because they thought it was a failure, something with the mouse, because apparently that can happen with scroll wheels and mice. I didn't know that. So they replaced the mouse, <clears throat> still doing it. So one of my guys remotes into the into the PC, has the teacher disconnect all US all the uh, the keyboard and mouse, which are wired, and it still does it. Someone had plugged in a um, wireless mouse dongle in the back and he didn't know about it. And the mouse is somewhere in his room close enough to still be sending signal to it. And it must be. It must have the scroll wheel down or something. So like it. it's it's like sending signal. So he has no idea where this mouse is. We've blocked it from device manager and that solved the problem. But total, total weird, weird problem. There is a student somewhere in that school being like, yes. I just yes. found the greatest prank to play. Absolutely agree with you. Yep. So we had um, network administrator took a day off which was fantastic. Was he at the Garth Brooks concert with me? Maybe. Was he? I don't, I didn't see him. Um, and that morning of him being off, I had, um, just, I just want to like preface this. There's a lot of like real anger in your voice already. There is because <laughs> your response to me was, was pretty rude. So you are, woke up. you are worked up and we have only talked about how your network administrator is out of the office that yeah. day. So this is going to be great. Woke up, checked email, saw that at like four in the morning, um, email alert about some lost communication to a UPS because we have good UPSs. 
and they tap in, they give us email, text <laughs> alerts and stuff when things are happening. Um, I try to, I'm probably skipping a couple of steps, but I tried to call the school um, and phone systems down <laughs> um, for the outside anyway. So network admin, he would typically be the dude that would go in that I would be like, Hey, hey, can you can you go ahead and go in whatever something going on? And we there's three of us mainly in the department, so we'd be touching base and doing different things. But he'd probably be the one going. But he's off. Cool, that's on me. I'm gonna do it. I did text my uh, technician to see what his ETA, ETA was, and I was gonna be about 15 minutes ahead of him. So I went in. Um, At what point I'm, were you texting I, us in this? Because oh, you probably did throughout. Because okay. I, I mean, I I try to have fun even in disaster. <laughs> um, so I'm going in and cause I'm, I'm network admin again. Like I'm back in the seat, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the UPSs, all green lights. All did regular, you, so did you, our, hold on. Before you went to the school, did you go back home, take off the button down shirt and put a polo on? Cause Chris I'm ooh, ready for the role. Like I'm gonna go <clears> Chris doesn't down. wear, I don't, I don't yeah. think he wears button downs to, to work. Oh, okay. He's a polo okay. man. I'm a polo okay. man. All right. All right. Um, so I go in. So this is at our core. I'm looking at stuff and uh, you we have four or five UPSs really hanging out with the switches and the different things. And um, all our green lights and on. Sweet. Um, then I go around the back. Um, our uh, main piece of equipment for the connections between the buildings with our our uh, carrier. It's off completely. Our our carrier, like the phone system box that does their SIP stuff, it's completely off. So clearly there's a problem. <laughs> so anyways, trace back stuff to this UPS that has all green lights on the front uh, and move that equipment uh, to somewhere else and things are spinning up just fine. So then tech shows up. We end up unplugging that UPS from the wall. It, it's, it instantly goes off without any... Uh, battery kicking on any beeps any noises anything we go to plug it back in and it's just dead like it's just done but i saved the day literally as things came back up kids walked in at what point did you call provision data solutions never but i was ready to if i needed to why would you have called provision data solutions if i couldn't figure out what was going on you know if my if my rustiness of being a network admin if those days were long gone (laughs) and i'm like oh i don't know how to troubleshoot this thing at all uh, maybe I looked at it and I'm troubleshooting. I can't figure it out. We got some second eyes. Look, they're great to double check your work. We're great to, you're not even in your work checked. You just want them to do it for you. PDS, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. Anyways, um, should I say what brand UPS it was or no? I don't know. Oh, you should. Nah, that's not important. That, we that's, should. Not, that's not a key point to the story, Chris. I do have... To, to hey guys, this is a bag of chips, full ranch. And what am I doing to this? What, what am I going to do with this? What am I doing with the chip? I'm eating it. You're eating it. <laughs> oh, you hear that? I'm eating it. <laughs> so, I have a funny seesaw story. Remember a couple of weeks ago how Seesaw was sending out pornographic images? Mark, I think, saved a couple of them. Um, yeah, I remember. Still uh, waking up in a sweat. That image in my mind. A, wait, Me and Pate are... Like, well, I, sorry. Sorry. 
I'm just trying you to buy Chris. Wait, I'm wait, just trying wait. to buy Chris drinking a gigantic mug of sweet tea. <laughs> well, I had to get uh, that chip down. No, Pate is also on my support group of people oh, who okay. saw the, okay. the the seesaw photo. Okay, so yeah, seesaw went through through their thing. They shut down their messaging. Um, my wife is a teacher. She teaches early childhood special ed. And she uses Seesaw with her classroom. So she was trying to send a message to a parent this last week because there was a student uh, that was working on some bathroom routine issues. And she meant to send the message that, hey, your student, we need to send some underwear in, some extra pairs of underwear. And she she couldn't send the message. The word underwear was blocked from their message. Okay. She had okay. to send big boy or she had to say big boy pants for it to go through and seesaw. So <laughs> seesaw apparently is uh, going pretty hardcore with their message filtering. I thought that was kind of funny. I like it. Speaking so, of paint. Mark, you had something to say. No. I mean, we're <laughs> you know, from underwear to paint. Underwear to paint. <laughs> big boy pants to paint. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be awkward on social media tomorrow when Pate chimes in. <laughs> I think he'll chime in on him sweating or whatever you two were doing. Seven a.m. Seven a.m. I expect a tweet from Pate. Pate emailed us um, praises for Josh. Oh, that's right. I did help Pate with something because yeah. of his help. I was able to get my laps working. And laps. Good job, if, Josh. If you don't know what laps is, it's a mic- free Microsoft tool, local administrator password system. Um, it is completely free. It will. It works hand in hand with uh, a group policy from Active Directory that will randomize your local admin password on PCs every 60, 90 days, whatever you set it to. And then it, that password will be recorded in Active Directory in the device information so you don't have the same local administrator password on every machine so it helps with that lateral movement in your network i've had laps running for several years and it took me like 10 minutes to set up i think we're like uh a year two year in are you mark do you guys have that uh we do not no it's super super easy to set up your guys i'm sure your guys could have it done in 10 minutes and there's no like the user, the end you don't, user. You don't think Mark would do it? Mark would <clears throat> set that up. Well, that's Mark. Mark could probably do it. Yeah. Um, I think, look, in full transparency, if I was in Chris's situation and they came in, the UPS was gone and the network team was was out of the office, mm, I'd send a message that. out that we're on paper pencil today. <laughs> <laughs> How would you get your message out if the network was down, Mark? No, I'd, I'd yell it. Oh, okay. We're down. (laughs) (laughs) Running through the streets. You'd go on CNN. You'd call up CNN and make an announcement, wouldn't you? I'd I'd go on CNN. I'd say, listen, we're full-blown paper pencil carrier pigeon today. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. No, laps laps is super easy. If you don't have laps running, you should have laps running. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you guys know about the issue with Google Classroom that's ongoing right now? I've heard things. What's going on here? So I heard about it. It was earlier in the week. Uh, We got several tickets from teachers that when they go to the documents need reviewing or the review documents or review homework section of classroom, 
um, they can see the documents, but they can't actually open the documents. Mm -hmm. And then when they try to mark a document as reviewed, uh, they get an error message in the lower right hand corner that says something like an internal error has occurred. Try again later. So we had a couple teachers that experienced that. So I got a hold of Google support. I'm like, yeah, we know it's an issue. Um, I just read a little bit ago that engineering has found a fix and they're supposed to be pushing it out tomorrow. But the other interesting piece of this, did you know, and this is another user tip, did you know an admin console, if you log into the admin console and then you go in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little question mark. If you click that question mark, it brings up the help assist window like you're going to contact support. Uh But if uh if there are ongoing service issues, the very first thing that pops up are the ongoing global issues that Google is seeing. I see that, Josh. And and the status. I did not know that existed. Did you guys? No. But that requires Google to admit they're having a problem. Which very rarely happens. Yes. Right. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Classroom ongoing service issue. Hmm. So there you go. You learn learn a couple things tonight. Laps and... How to see an ongoing Maybe service. I already knew that. I am Google admin certified. <laughs> well, and you're clever certified too. Um, I think my Google admin's expired actually, yeah, but it's still on my email signature. Of course it is. Um, that's all the stories I have this week. What do you, you guys have any stories? I, we can, uh, we, oh man, I'm cutting off Mark. No, no, it's cool. I was just going to brag that I am allowed in the Google Admin Console, so I'm going to check and see if I can Oh, see awesome. Yay, Mark. Yeah, yeah, Mark's yeah. first on the fly. Let's have him do some changes, guys. Yeah, yeah. so Mark, <laughs> go in. <laughs> Mark, go in and click on MFA and require it for all students. Got it. Checked. All right. Awesome. That won't generate any phone calls. To you got- me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, we had a great, uh, this is kind of build up to a upcoming episode. We had a great listener email that had a great idea in it. Yes. Uh, from David and I don't know where he's from. Don't know where he's from. Uh, but we are going to <laughs> I, do I'm sure it's somewhere like Shawala Walla. You know, it's bothering me. GA Georgia. Yeah. That, yeah. Peach member of the whole thing last week. Oh yeah. yeah Georgia mm. peach. Yeah. Wait, is this the same David from Georgia? Oh, I should pay attention. Wasn't that a Justin Bieber song? I get my peaches in Georgia. I get my weed in California. Isn't that what that song is? Come on. This is the same. This is the same. Okay. Okay. The musical episode was a couple weeks ago, though, Josh. So I know, but you know that song. I know you know Bieber. Justin Bieber? Yeah, heard of him. Anyway, guys, you hear? Yes. We are going to do campfire stories, like scary tech stories. And it's going to be like a Halloween filled episode. Oh, I can't wait. I'm I need to start thinking and taking notes because Mark had his right away when we were talking about it. He knows what he's going to do. Yeah, I have my I have my Halloween story and it involves somebody from my team that I know listens to the podcast. Uh Oh, Mm. you have to get consent to share this story. Josh, you said something really lame when we were like scariest thing, and you were like, "Yeah." Well, what do you mean? Oh, shut up! What do you mean by scary? Like, eh, scary, or like you've made a change and you took down the network? (laughs) Yeah, because I've done I've done that several times. But that's not the thing you said. You you said something. No, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna ruin any surprises now. That's for a later. That's for a later episode, Chris. Jeez. 
Oh yeah, I found it. You <clears throat> with a better one. I don't. I don't have that many. I'm gonna have to start taking notes. So yeah, look forward to that episode coming in the near future. If you are in Michigan and you are going to that K12 Tech conference with Dang. Dan, what is it? Dan the man. Dan the man. But do you remember what the conference is called? It's like man's or yeah, I got it. Hold on. Um, so Dan's gonna have stickers, and I I don't know if he's gonna like covertly leave them on the breakfast table and people can pick them up or just go around throwing them out like a maids maids m-a-e-d-s um we should send them really small stickers yes tiny coming guys like the band-aid band-aid i'll I'll tweet a picture of the stickers um we really should send him like a t-shirt cannon to shoot to shoot the stickers out of confetti like yeah that'd be awesome i'm sure the conference would love that um Let's see. Tweet us. We haven't had many tweets lately, so so send us some tweets. Oh, I've got an update from um, that FEMA cybersecurity grant thing. Every state has been allocated dollars. Every state should right now be creating a cybersecurity committee to find or figure out how they're, how they're going to roll this money out and what they're going to prioritize and how they're going to grade grant requests from SLTTs. So uh, schools won't really be able to apply for about another probably 60 days or so, if I had to guess. Uh, So look for that coming from your state uh, offices, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, I have another meeting about that next week. So email us, k12techtalk at gmail.com, k12techtalkpod on Twitter. Um, Yeah, look us up on Twitter. You're going to see pictures of the stickers that Chris bought. Yep. Any final thoughts tonight, guys? No. Chris has got to go find something real to eat instead of a jug of iced tea. It's unbelievable. I know. He's just going to eat ice cream out of the container after this episode. Mm. I, are you an ice cream guy? I don't know that I picture you as I like vanilla. Guy. I could, you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like a vanilla guy. Yeah. I'm not a chocolate guy. Really? No. Interesting. All right. Hmm. Well, you need to go pick up your kids. We are K-12 Tech Talk. And so are you. No, that needs to go away. All right. We'll end it after that. Thanks for listening. Share us with your friends. friends. Uh, I promise we'll try to get Chris under control. Oh, my gosh. See you next week.